Hey, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, world. My name is Reverend Adrian L. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev. Rob, a.k.a. Pastor Rob, a.k.a. just plain old Adrian. And this, my friends, is Deeper in the Word, the show where we give you the real about Scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean and how they relate to your life and experience and how you, yes you, can apply something that was written so long ago to what you are going through right now. What's up everybody? Welcome to another week here at Deeper in the World, but this Deeper in the Word, excuse me, <laughs> Deeper in the World, Deeper in the Word, excuse me, but this isn't just any old other week, y'all. This is a special week. Why? Because this is the start of season four of Deeper in the Word. Yes, indeed. Yes. Today we are starting season four. This is episode one of season four of Deeper in the Word. Man, can y'all believe it? This is our 76th episode. Because, you know, we do 25 episodes per season. And most people don't do that. But that was taken from, that's an old school uh, ideology that was taken from TV and radio back when I was growing up. You know, one of my favorite shows of all time is Three's Company. And for a whole season, they would have 25 episodes. So that's the model I always followed. And as a result... This being our 76th episode, of course, by simple math, that would equate to our fourth season. So yes, we are excited to be back for another season of this flagship podcast known as Deeper in the Word. Listen, we cannot thank everyone out there enough for all of your support throughout these 76 episodes. This podcast started in June 2020 based on a vision that the Lord gave me. Because please believe I had no intention of ever doing a podcast of this type or magnitude. This was all God's plan and vision. And I just wanted to follow it the best as I could. And as you can see, he has blessed it abundantly. We've had some great topics on this show, but more particularly We've had some unbelievable guests on this show. We encourage you to go back and check the Deeper in the Word library, our catalog. You'll see what I mean. Fantastic guests. Jay Warner Wallace, uh, Reverend Terrence Albright, Dr. Daryl Hall, uh, Brother Greg Kirkland, uh, uh, Brother uh, Derek Smith from Seed Sowers. We've just had some unbelievable guests on this show. And again... Go check out uh, all of our library, our library of uh, former shows on anywhere you would find this podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google, all of our normal podcast platforms. You'll be able to hear the back episodes. And we appreciate y'all, man. I promise you, we're not going to stop. We're going to get our puffy on. Can't stop, won't stop. Okay. And we're just going to keep on keeping on so long as the Lord allows it. Amen. And with that, let's just get to season four, man, because that's what y'all here for, right? So we're going to kick off a brand new season with an episode that we have entitled First Things First. First Things First. First Things First. Ah, Papa. Well, sorry. But aside from that being obviously the opening lyric to a very famous Biggie Small song, by the way, that man's name was Biggie Smalls. May he rest in peace. I would never call him Notorious B.I.G. Okay, they 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 made him change that name for uh, uh for for a variety of reasons. But B.I.G. that don't fly over here. His name was Biggie Smalls. But anyway, aside from being the opening lyric to that song, that phrase "first things first is pretty self-explanatory, right? It means that you prioritize something over everything else. It becomes your top priority. Now remember, we did a show about two weeks ago called Top Priority. And this is along those same lines. You want to make something 
the preeminent thing in your life, the most important thing in your life, the thing that comes before everything else, then more than likely, it's going to be first things first with that thing. You know, somebody once said, y'all, that life is like a dollar bill. Y'all like, what you mean? Well, you can spend it any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. Amen? And when you do spend money, think about it. There's really only one of two ways that you can spend your money. You can either waste it or you can invest it. One of those two. And the same thing is true with life. You can waste your life or you can invest in it in ways which enhance and improve it. Now, let's just suppose that you were starting life all over, right? From the point where you are right now. And you're old enough to know right from wrong, right? You're old enough to learn. You're old enough to love. You're old enough to really live. So at that point, you would start asking yourself, how do I live this life to be the best life possible? Because remember, it's like money. You don't want to waste your life. So the question becomes, how can I invest in my life in ways which enhance and improve it? And you know, if you had an opportunity to ask that question to Jesus directly, if you could be have the opportunity to say, you know, Lord, I'm trying to live my best life. Living my best life. I hate that song, by the way. But anyway, if you could ask Jesus, I'm trying to live my best life, Lord. How do I go about doing that? What do you think he would tell you? How do you think that he would respond to that question? Well, my friends, I don't think we have to wonder what Jesus would say. I'm pretty sure we know what he'd say. And of course, to know what he say, what he would say, we got to look to the word. So I invite you to open your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Because this verse is going to give us all the information that we need in order to answer the question, how do we live our best life? Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. And you know, friends, I think you can summarize that verse in three words, the same three words that make up the title of today's episode. That being first things first. I think that's an apt summary of that verse. Now, I know that sounds simple. And most of the time, things that sound easy are not easy to do. But friends, if you, beginning today, would take the time to consciously and continuously and constantly and consistently. Now that's four C's that I just gave you. I'm going to give it to you again. Starting today, if you would simply take the time to consciously, continuously, constantly and consistently put first things first, it would absolutely transform your life. So right now, someone's going, okay, well, how do I do that? Based on what this verse says. Well, this verse gives us the formula for how to put first things first. 
It comes straight out of this passage and it comes straight from the lips of the Lord himself. So that's what we're going to be doing today, y'all. We're going to explore this verse in depth. Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. To see precisely how we can learn how to keep first things first when it comes to our walk with Christ. And so there's a couple things we're going to see here and then we're going to be done. And the first thing that we're going to see from this text is that we've got to set proper priorities. If we want to keep first things first, we have to set proper priorities. Everything rise and falls with this right here. Because think about it. If your priorities are not in order, then your life will not be in order. If your priorities aren't right, then you won't be right. And you don't have to pray about what your number one priority in life ought to be if you call yourself a follower of Christ, if you call yourself a believer. You don't even have to think about it. You don't even have to discuss it. And you definitely don't have to look for it. Why? Because you just got to do it. And you're like, well, how do I know what to do? Because Jesus just told us in this verse what our first priority ought to be. Read it again. First part. But seek first the kingdom of God. That's the priority. And the word here, the Aramaic word, that's used for seek, it means to actively pursue or to go after. And notice how it's used in the present tense. Not in the past tense, not in the future tense. In the right now tense. In other words, it's saying to actively pursue or go after God and the kingdom of God and the things of the kingdom of God continuously. Remember, that's one of the C's. Every day of your life, you ought to be seeking first the kingdom of God. Now, we're talking about a kingdom. Friends, what does every kingdom have? It has a king. So when Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, In order to seek the kingdom, first, you've got to seek the king. Because you can't have a kingdom without a king. So the first priority in our lives, the thing that you need to keep first things first, ought to be to seek the king of the kingdom. Because, listen, when we're Christians, when we walk this Christian walk, when we live these Christian lives, once we accept Christ, it's more than just accepting him that we're doing. We're supposed to be seeking him in that acceptance. Jesus is not just somebody you passively accept, okay? He's someone you actively seek. And you can tell a lot about people and about their relationship with God, I should say, without even knowing them. You can tell how much of God they have or whether or not they have all the God that they want. Because it'll be reflected in their actions and how they treat people and how they act and how they talk and how they walk. You can tell when someone prioritizes the kingdom of God then all the things that Christ did and said and instructed us to do and say will be the calling card of that person. And you'll see all of that within their activity, within their speech, and within their behavior. So it manifests itself by how we present ourselves to the world. And that's how people can tell what our relationship was like. Remember, Jesus said, you will know them 
by the fruit they bear. If they look like me, then you'll know that they're my disciples. If they do what I told them to do, you will know that they're my people. And see, here's the thing, y'all. When we talk about pursuing after God, God doesn't play favorites. We saw the Apostle Peter told us that, right? When he said, God, there's, there's no partiality in the Lord. God doesn't play favorites. So he doesn't have any favorites among humanity. Like, well, I like him more than them. He don't do that. But he does have his intimate followers, his intimate children. Why are they intimate with him? Because they seek him out. They actively pursue or go after him. Look at what the gospel of what the book of James chapter 4 verse 8 says. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's a promise. See, in human relationships, you might like somebody and you might draw near to them, but there's no guarantee that they're going to draw near to you back. That's why so many relationships end in heartache. One person is, is their hearts in it more than the other. Or they may play favorites. Maybe someone is dating multiple people, one of which may be you. And you're not one of the favorites that they're dating. So they cut you off in favor of someone else. See, God doesn't play favorites. He has no partiality. But he does have those who are intimate with him. And it's not a favoritism thing or an exclusive thing. It's just about the people who want to draw near to him and go after him. And not everybody does that. Not everybody seeks after him. But he promised in his word. Look at Jeremiah 29 verse 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. God's like, I'm not hiding. I'm right here. You want to actively pursue me? Unlike your human relationships, you may like a girl or a guy and you actively pursue them and they shun your advances. They spurn your advances. There's no guarantee that when you actively pursue them, they will pursue you back. God, the creator of the universe, has promised us, seek me, you'll find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I guarantee I'll show up for you. But don't, don't miss what we're talking about here. Remember, name of the show is First Things First. So it's not enough to just seek the Lord. You have to seek him first. He is the priority. Remember, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. First things first means putting the Father first. Okay? Faith is putting the Father first. Jesus does not want us to give him a place in our lives. That's not good enough. Jesus does not even want prominence in our lives. That's not good enough. No. Jesus wants preeminence in your life. That means he is before everything. He wants the first moments of every day. He wants the first day of every week. He wants the first part of every paycheck. He wants to be first. Jesus is not interested in being the first runner-up in your little beauty contest, okay? He's not interested in being the vice president of the corporation that is your life. He's not interested in being the second in command in your army. He wants to be the king on the throne of your heart. He don't want to be a co-partner with you in the kingdom. He wants preeminence. So we have to seek him. But then look at the text. We have to seek the kingdom also. So the kingdom of God ought to be an obsession of your life. The word kingdom here, again, the Aramaic translation, literally means rule or reign. A kingdom is a place where a king rules. So if you're seeking the kingdom of God, you're seeking the rule and reign of God over your life. And when you truly seek a king 
and you truly seek his kingdom, you're automatically looking for three things. First and foremost, you're looking for the glory of the king. Every part of your life, every minute and moment of your time, every ounce and pound of your strength, every muscle and fiber of your body, your very being, ought to be given for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whatever you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do it all for the glory of God. But it also means to seek for his guidance. Because a loyal subject to a king always does whatever the king wants him to do. And there's no higher calling in life than to find out what your king wants done and then to do it. Aren't that what we all trying to do? Lord, what's your will for my life? Let me know so that I can do it. Because a lot of times the Lord will tell us his will for our lives and we don't like it. We like, oh, I don't like that, Lord. So we don't want to do it. But in that respect, you're going against what God wants for you and instead trying to do what you want. Which one do you think is going to work out, friends? Every morning of your life, you need to begin by asking Jesus what Paul asked him on that road to Damascus. When he said, Lord, what would you have me do? That should be our mantra every morning when you wake up. Yes, you got to go to work. Yes, you got plans for that day. But none of that's going to happen if you don't first prioritize God and say, Lord, what would you have me do? Because you can make all the plans in the world and none of them could come to fruition that day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do. And then something comes up and you don't get to do any of it. Worse yet, something happens to do and you end up in the hospital. Something happens to you and you end up in the hospital or worse. So the real question is not, what do I have to do? It's, Lord, what would you have me do? So you seek the glory of the king. You seek the guidance of the king. But then you got to seek the government of the king. Y'all like what you're talking about, Red? When you're a loyal subject of a kingdom, your desire is to be controlled by that king, to be governed by that king, to be ruled by that king. Now, somebody right now might be like, okay, that sounds like slavery. But the greatest liberty in the world is found in being controlled by the right master. It ain't slavery when you have the right master. Has it ever occurred to you that if your will was that God's will would always be done in your life, then your will would always be done. Understand that. Instead of saying, I want this, I want that, and that may not be what God has for you, when you put first things first, him first, then your will becomes his will, and therefore your will is always done because it's what he wanted in the first place. So that's the first thing when we're talking about first things first, is that we have to set the proper priorities. Now, Coming up in our next segment, we're going to dig further into this verse and see what else it is that Jesus requires of us if we're going to keep him and the kingdom of God as the first things first in our lives. So come back after the break and find out what those things are. We'll be back in a minute. The Global Church Body Alliance is thrilled to announce the launch of our new website, the website is specially designed to serve as a one-stop biblical resource specifically for our international audience and our sister churches worldwide. Every week, we update the site with the latest sermons, Bible studies, and other biblical resources from Benevolent Faith Ministries, Deliver Hope Ministries, The Church Within, and Oasis on the Mount. Basically, the entire roster of sister churches under the GCBA banner. To access the website or for more information on the Global Church Body Alliance, simply go to www.gc-ba.com. That's www.gc-ba.com. We invite our fellow saints from around the world to come fellowship with us and gain access to our library of Bible-based materials designed to help you strengthen your walk with the Lord. Check out the GCBA website today. 
Move over MTV because BMC Radio Music Television is here. BMC Radio Music TV is our new 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week video music channel available on the Stream Television Network, which is a 100% online international streaming television network. BMC Radio Music TV plays videos from artists from just about every area of music, from gospel and jazz to contemporary pop and beyond. The channel also broadcasts full-length concert films, artist interviews, and much, much more. You can access BMC Radio Music TV the same way you access our streaming TV channel, BFTV, by going to the BMC Radio website at www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV. Again, www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV and you will see both channels available for your viewing pleasure. And if you're an artist or musician who wants to feature your music to an international audience, BMC Radio Music TV will put you on the channel for absolutely free. Log on today and learn more about how you can be featured on the best video music channel around. Again, that's www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV to access BMC Radio Music TV today. Hey, hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Wood. Deeper and Deeper. As a reminder, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio and BMC Radio On Demand. Shout out to all of our platforms that support this show. We love y'all so much. Also, don't forget, email us at info at benevolentfaithministries.org. Send us your questions and comments for the show so that we know what y'all want to hear. And remember, we want you to join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific Time for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church, create a screen nickname, and you can chat along with us live during the service. Amen? Also, don't forget to check out BFTV and BMC Radio, both of which you can find at the same website. Just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk and you can access both of them. BMC Radio is our radio station, international radio station that's heard around the world in many, many different countries. And we're so grateful for everybody that listens and BFTV is our international television station that is seen in many different countries around the world. And you can watch BFTV in your own language. We actually have a menu where you can select from over 50 different languages to watch BFTV in. So we encourage y'all to go check those out. And check them out this Friday coming up, which is the 20, uh, June, uh, January 20th, 2023, excuse me. BFTV is having a special movie night. We are featuring all the movies of TNT Management and Production, which is a movie production company out of Atlanta, Georgia. It also just so happens to be the production company of my sisters and my wife. They make movies and all types of good stuff, and they've made a number of movies that you can watch this Friday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on BFTV. And it all culminates at 8 p.m. Eastern with the world television premiere of Homewrecker, which is the new faith-based movie from TNT Management and Production. So we encourage y'all to check out BFTV by going to www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV. And you can check out both the radio and the TV station at that site. Amen? Appreciate y'all's support. But today, my friends... Today's show is entitled First Things First, and we're discussing how we need to prioritize the things of God, the kingdom of God, and God himself based on what Jesus 
himself told us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. And in our last segment, we highlighted how one of the first things we need to do to keep first things first is we've got to set proper priorities. We got to make sure that Jesus rules over every aspect of our lives. So next, as we've seen, we have to set proper priorities. The next thing we see is that we have to seek personal purity. We got to seek personal purity. And again, I'm right out of the text, y'all. I'm right out of the text of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So not only are we supposed to seek his kingdom, we're supposed to seek his righteousness. In other words, not only are we supposed to be letting God have control over us and actively pursuing letting God have control over us, but we're also supposed to be seeking God's character within us. See, the kingdom of God is not supposed to only be inwardly experienced. It has to be outwardly expressed as well. And really, this all makes perfect sense, y'all. If God is ruling over you, then his righteousness will be within you. If God, if God is ruling over every aspect of your life, you follow him, you let him guide every aspect of your life, then you're going to develop the character of someone who is Christ-like. And that righteousness will then be within you. Because a man's character is simply an outward expression of whatever is controlling him inwardly. Think about that. If somebody's a jerk, if they're a mean person, if they're always angry, if their character dictates that they are an untrustworthy person, that they are a person full of rage or whatever you see in their character, it's merely an outward expression of whatever is controlling them inside. So if you're that type of person, then there's something in you that is causing you to act like that. Same premise. If you're a godly person and you're seeking after God and his righteousness, then everything that's within you will express itself outwardly in that fashion. Faith is always seen by its fruit. Character is always seen by its conduct. You want to know the character of a man? Look at how he act. Because if he doesn't act in righteous ways, if he doesn't act in good ways, if he doesn't act in positive ways, then his character is going to be flawed. Look at Proverbs 20, verse 12. Proverbs 20, verse 12. Ears to hear and eyes to see. Both are gifts from the Lord. See, as we seek the kingdom of God, people ought to be able to see the kingdom in us. Y'all, we're never going to make a difference in this world until the world sees a difference in us. We have to look different than the world. Otherwise, they're going to be like, y'all just like everyone else. You know, there's a very famous German philosopher. His name is Nietzsche. And he was actually the philosophical founder of the Nazi movement in Germany. And he was the first man, and he's credited by some as the first man in history to conclude that, quote, God is dead. You know how Nietzsche came to that conclusion, y'all? By looking at Christianity and looking at the way Christians act. He looked at the way Christians behave and he said, oh, God must be dead. This is what he said about Christians. He said, if you want me to believe in your redeemer, then you're going to have to look a little more redeemed. <laughs> Amen. He's like, look, if you want me to believe that Jesus is real, then you got to start looking like him and acting like him. Otherwise, I'm not going to be inclined to believe that you're different from the rest of the world. You claim to be different. You guys claim you're the ecclesia, the set apart ones. 
But I can't tell by the way y'all act, by the way y'all talk, by the way y'all treat people. I can't tell. If you want me to believe in your Redeemer, you're going to have to look a little more redeemed. Saints of God, the real mark of a believer is that he makes it easier for others to believe in God. That's what it means to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what does it mean to seek the righteousness of God? First and foremost, we got to desire it. We do what we really want to do. And we are what we really want to be. We got to desire the kingdom of God. It can't be something that we say, all right, well, I got to do this. It's got to be something that you want to do, that you really want to do. And if it's something that you really want to do, then you will become what you really need to be. Look at what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. This is part of the Beatitudes. He said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Remember, we're talking about seeking after when first things first, you ought to desire to be right, to do right, to live right, and to act and treat each other's right the same way that a hungry man desires food and a thirsty man desires water. You ever been real, real hungry and you know you're about to eat, so you have to prepare the food or you gotta walk into the restaurant you're rubbing your hands in anticipation, like, yes, I'm about to grub. Or if you're really thirsty and you grab a bottle of water and you're just about to take that top off of it and start drinking it, and you're like, yes, this water, thank you. And you grab that water and you take twist that cap off. There's a desire within you at that moment to eat or drink. You got to have that same desire to do right and to be right and live right. Same desire. So not only can you have to desire it, you have to derive it. Y'all like, huh? Listen, it says seek his righteousness, okay? In other words, God is not interested in your righteousness, my friends. He doesn't care what you have to think. Well, I don't agree with that, Lord. I believe that this is the right way to do it. No. He doesn't care about that. He's only interested in his righteousness. You can't bargain with God. You can't barter with God. You have nothing to offer him, okay? God is not interested in what you can do for him. He's only interested in what he can do through you. And he cannot work through you if he has to peel back layers and layers of flawed character evilness and wickedness and meanness to try to get to some level of righteousness. You know, it'll be a great day when every believer worldwide learns the difference between self-righteousness and the Lord's righteousness. Because people get that twisted. A lot of people are self-righteous and they think they're justified in doing that. But there is only one level of righteousness, and that's God's righteousness. The Apostle Paul, after he got saved, he made that one of the goals of his life. Look at what he said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. He said, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I became righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Y'all see that? This is a lesson that we can learn about righteousness. It has to be imputed before it can be imparted. Righteousness has to be imputed before it can be imparted. Now, somebody out there right now is like, why? Well, make it plain, Adrian. Okay, well, let me make it more simple. 
before you can live it, God has to give it. You feel me? You can't live it unless he gives it. You can't live a life of righteousness unless you do so through faith, which is a gift of God. So that is exactly why Jesus came and died, that we might have the righteousness of God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. He gave it. You can't live it before he gives it. So we got to derive it. And before that, we said we got to desire it. Here's the last one. We got to depict it. Y'all like depict it? What does that mean? Think about it. We have to live like kingdom subjects. What is a depiction? What's the definition of a depiction? The very definition of a depiction is the action or result of depicting something, especially in art, like a painting or a portrait. You know what I'm saying? It's a representation in words or images of someone or something. So we must depict this kingdom life. We have to live like kingdom subjects. We need to live in such a way that we would not be ashamed. <laughs> Here's an interesting quote, right? You ever heard of Will Rogers? He was a humanist and he was back in the uh, early 20th century. Actor, I believe as well. He had a wonderful quote. He said, we ought to live our lives in such a way that we would not be ashamed to sell the family parrot to the town gossip. Oh man, I love that. Think about what he's saying. He's saying that we need to live our lives in such a way that whatever we do behind closed doors, if there was a parrot in our house that heard everything that we said, and y'all know parrots like to repeat what they hear. Oh, Polly heard it bad, Polly heard it bad. Y'all know how parrots are, right? He's saying, that if we live our lives righteously as kingdom subjects and put first things first the way we're supposed to, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then whatever we say in the house that the parrot hears, it don't matter what the parrot, who the parrot goes to, to repeat what he heard in our house. He could go to, the, to town gossip and the town gossip could say, okay, what went on in the Robinson house? Tell me. And the parrot would tell him nothing but good stuff. And the gossip would say, well, I can't use that. None of that is scandalous. That's the point, y'all. We need to live our lives in a way that reflects nothing but the righteousness of God, such that if people were to gossip about us, there's nothing that they'd be able to say except, yeah, well, they live a righteous life because that's the goal we all want. Amen? So we've seen that we've got to set proper priorities, y'all. And we've seen that we've got to seek personal purity. Now, coming up in our last segment, y'all, we want to finish up this discussion based on Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, about how we keep first things first in the kingdom of God. And when this last segment, in this last segment, what we're going to see is that if we set the proper priorities and if we seek personal purity, there is a promise from the Lord of reward for us doing that, that's really worth our time and to our benefit. What is that exactly? Well, come back after the break and find out. See you in a minute. The future of Christian television is now. The Global Church Body Media Group invites you to check out our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week television channel known as Benevolent Faith Television, or BFTV. BFTV is our very own streaming television channel on the Stream Television Network, which is a 100% online international television network. BFTV broadcasts a variety of both faith-based and some regular programming, including original short films, TV shows, music videos, talk shows, and much, much more. Plus, you can have your own show on BFTV for absolutely free. 
That's right, you heard me. You can broadcast your own television show on BFTV for absolutely no cost to you. We even offer in-house editing and production services. And unlike other large streaming platforms, BFTV can be seen outside the Western Hemisphere to reach people groups throughout Europe, Asia, Africa, and beyond. Not only that, but BFTV allows every listener to choose the language they want to watch TV in. Just press the languages button on the TV menu and it will give you several different options. So check out BFTV today. You can access it from the same website where you can listen to BMC Radio, our international online radio station. Simply go to www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV. Again, www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV and start watching some great faith-based programming right now. BFTV, where the future of Christian television is now. Hey friends, check out the best faith-based radio station in the world, BMC Radio, where we're reaching the unreachable. BMC Radio promotes a wide variety of gospel, dance mix, and old school music to go along with a healthy mix of faith-based messages and talk shows geared towards strengthening your daily walk with Christ. We are committed to providing our growing global audience with well-rounded programming that promotes the gospel while also invoking fresh new approaches to what 21st century evangelism is truly about. Just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk to listen live every day, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And you can have your own show and advertise your business on BMC Radio for absolutely free, free, free. And as I always like to say, who doesn't love something that costs free 99 Again, simply go to www.bmcradio.org.uk and click on the menu for more information, including access to our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week television channel known as BFTV and our 24-hour-a-day, 7-days-a-week music video channel known as BMC Radio Music Television. We invite you to join us every day at BMC Radio where we're reaching the unreachable. Hey y'all, this is Rev Rob and I am excited to announce our brand new relationship with the mobile app known as Wisdom App, where you have, quote, conversations that matter. Y'all like Wisdom App? What's that? Well, Wisdom App is a new mobile app that gives you access to expert help when you need it most. When you download the app, it allows you to listen in real time and ask questions to experts in almost every area of life, from business and finance to fitness and fashion, from sports-based conversations to faith-based dialogue. So check out Benevolent Faith's new chat platform on Wisdom App called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, where we welcome you to ask questions directly about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. We'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. Download the Wisdom app in the Apple and Android stores today and search for at Rev Rob at lowercase R-E-V-R-O-B and become part of our growing world community in Christ where everyone is invited to speak on it. Amen. Hope to see you there. Hey, hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word, y'all. Today's show has been entitled, First Things First. And we are talking about how we need to prioritize God and the kingdom of God and the things of God, which involves setting proper priorities and seeking personal purity. And we are taking these ideologies straight out of what Jesus himself said in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, when he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And again, in our previous two segments, we talked about C, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God, which is set in proper priorities, and his righteousness, which is seeking personal purity. Now comes the good part, even though all of it's good. Now comes the good part in terms of the promise. And that's the end of this verse, where he says, and all these things will be added unto you. And to that end, that brings up our third point, my friends, which is we see promised prosperity. We see promised prosperity. In other words, it's basically saying, if you put God first and put the things of his kingdom first and live righteously as you do that, then God's got some wonderful rewards and promises for you. All these things shall be added unto you. Now, what are the quote unquote things that the Lord was referring to? Y'all, he was talking about all the things that people worry about every day. He was talking about precisely all the needs that we have on a daily basis. And you can go back in this chapter, Matthew chapter 6, to see exactly what those things are. Look at verse 19. It talks about that we're not supposed to worry about our finances. Matthew 6, verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. He's like, don't worry about money. Look at verse 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. We're told that we're not supposed to worry about food. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? He's like, don't worry about that stuff. In verse 27, Matthew 6, verse 27, we're told that people worry about their fitness. People worry about their health all the time, right? Look at verse 27. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? You know what worrying does? All it does is exacerbate stress. When you worry, you put stress on your body. You put stress on your heart. You put stress on your mind. As opposed to being free from those things. This is about fitness. Spiritual fitness. Physical fitness. Mental fitness. So he's like, don't worry about that stuff. Why are you worried? You can't even add a single moment to your life. Look at verse 28. That tells us don't worry about fashion. What you worried about clothes for? Verse 28. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. I love that. <laughs> it was like, listen, look at the flowers. Look at how they're dressed with the petals and how they're beautiful and in the various colors. They're dressed up. That's technically their clothing. But they don't have jobs. A flower doesn't get to say, yeah, I'm about to go be this truck driver. I'm going to be a truck driving dandelion so I can make my flowers prettier and go buy more leaves for my roots. No, okay? We're not supposed to worry about fashion if flowers aren't. Now, let's, let's be real. Everything I just named, food, fitness, finances, even to a degree fashion, these are all things that we need, okay? That's why in verse 32, right before our verse, Jesus said, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. See that? He's like, non-believers worry about this all the time and they actively pursue these things every day. Ain't that what people do? Every day of their lives, they're trying to get money. They're trying to get money so they can buy food or they can buy clothes. They're going to the gym to stay fit. They're doing whatever they can to seek those four things. Finances, food, fitness, fashion. The four F's. But in this verse 32, Jesus is saying, God already knows that you as his child, you need those things. He already knows that. So he's promised you that if you will put first things first and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, if you seek his will for your life first and make it your will, 
If you seek to change yourself and purify your walk so that you are blameless before him, then he'll give you all that stuff you need. Okay? Now notice what I didn't say. I said, and Jesus, it's not even me. Notice what he didn't say. Verse 32, I'm going to read it again. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your what? Needs. Notice that I did not say you would necessarily have the things that you want. Know the difference, okay? And y'all, there are four lessons that every parent ought to teach their children early in life. And more particularly, that every adult needs to keep in mind and relearn in our adulthood, okay? First and foremost, you don't need everything you want. That's a fact. Sometimes stuff you want is not good for you. And God knows that. And that's why he doesn't give it to you. Because remember, he said he'll give you what you need, not what you want. Sometimes what you want ain't in your best interest. Think about all the money that you spent, not even over your life. Just think of the last year, 2022. All the money that you spent on things that you wanted, but you didn't really need. Stuff you bought and you don't even use anymore. You were clamoring for that thing and then you got it. Now it's sitting in your closet somewhere. You don't even know where it is. Okay? You don't need everything you want. That's the first lesson. Here's the second lesson. It's like it. You don't want everything you need. Okay? Sometimes you need things that you ain't exactly looking forward to. I mean, when you was a kid, when I was a kid, I don't know about y'all, but I used to get whoopings for being bad. I never wanted a whooping, okay? When I fought with my sisters and my dad said, y'all knock it out or y'all gonna get it, or knock it off or y'all gonna get it. And we didn't and we kept fighting and he would whoop all of us. I didn't want to be whooped, but I needed it. We needed it in that moment because it was a form of discipline. So you don't want everything you need, okay? That's the second lesson. Here's the third lesson. God doesn't give us everything we want. And I, for one, am glad that he does it. That's one of the greatest blessings of God is that he doesn't give us whatever we want. First of all, God's not a genie. We say that all the time on this platform. God is not a cosmic genie waiting for you to appeal to him. You don't even talk to him except when you want something. Ain't that how a genie is? You leave a genie alone in a lamp until you want something. Then you rub it and he comes out and then you ask him. He says, well, you have three wishes. What do you want? Then you ask, you tell him what you want. God doesn't work that way, y'all. He's not a cosmic genie. Okay? So I'm glad that he doesn't give us everything we want. Because sometimes the stuff we want, like we said before, it's not stuff you need. And he knows that. Again, verse 32. Your heavenly father already knows your needs. He knows your wants too. He don't care about that. He cares about your needs, all right? And here's the last lesson. So the first one is that you don't need everything you want. The second one is that you don't want everything you need. The third one is that God doesn't give us everything we want. But here's the last lesson. God always gives us what we need. He always gives us what we need. You know, one thing that always, that I always found curious, quite hilarious actually, and you can back me up on this because I know this happens in your city as well, wherever you are. Somewhere in the city, there's always a McDonald's right across the street from a Burger King. You ever notice that? It's like that in my hometown of Omaha. Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. It's like that here in Atlanta, many different places. There's always a Burger King in very close proximity to a McDonald's. And you know, those two are always competing. It's amazing how they both do great business to where even being across the street from each other, they're really not in competition with each other because <laughs> they both do great business. They're both that, that well established, but they're typically highly competitive. One always trying to get ahead of the other. And you know, one of Burger King's slogans is have it your way, you know? 
We want to give you whatever you want to have it your way. And that's not a McDonald's slogan. So Burger King is like, okay, whatever they won't give you, we'll give it to you however you want it. Okay? But I can tell you something right now, y'all. No matter what you may think, if you don't have it, it's because God knows at this point in your life, you don't need it. So uh, Burger King is wrong. Have it your way. Sometimes you cannot have it your way, my friends. Sometimes it has to be God's way and not your own way. And if you don't have it, it's because he knows you don't need it right then. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are a lot of times in your life where you probably wanted something really bad and you didn't get it. And then if you had the proper hindsight, you look back and you're like, wow, I'm glad I didn't get that. You may have wanted a certain job. And then you look back and you reflect and say, man, I'm glad I didn't get that job. That was actually a really bad job. I mean, who hasn't done that? You didn't get the job and you were upset. And you come to find out from somebody else that did or from another source that they overworked people on that job. Or that the manager is a bad person, a mean person. Or that they underpay. Or that they make you work too much overtime. God knew all that. And he knew that at that point in your life, you didn't need it. See, what the Lord was trying to teach us, y'all, with these four lessons, you don't need everything you want. You don't want everything you need. God doesn't give you everything that you want, but he always gives you what you need. What he's trying to teach us is this. It's our job to serve him. It's his job to supply us. But most people got that backwards, y'all. Most people think that our job is to supply us and that it's God's job to serve us. Again, they put him in that genie role. All right. I supply my own needs, Lord. But whenever I reach something that is beyond my control, then I come to you. That's backwards. We're supposed to go to him for everything. And in that level of faith and trust of going to him for everything, he supplies everything we need. Remember, we're right out of this verse. We're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give us everything we need. Isn't that a wonderful parental principle? Think about it. Your kids live in your house. You tell them, act right and follow the rules. If you act right and follow the rules, then I'll do whatever you want because you're a good kid and you obey and listen to your parent. It's the same way with our heavenly parents, y'all. As long as we act right and obey, they'll give us exactly what we need. Remember, I said what we need, not what we want. But again, when people get it backwards, they like, all right, I got this. I, I, I'll go over there, Lord. I, I, you know, they kind of poo-poo the Lord, push him to the side. Uh, not right now, Lord. I got this. When I need you, I'll call you, Lord. That's how people treat God. And it's exactly that attitude that cuts off the blessings of God. Because in a real sense, y'all, we've been called to live from hand to mouth. But that's okay. If it's his hand going to my mouth, amen. Friends, do you want to make the rest of your life the best part of your life? You want to live the live your best life for the rest of your life, however, however long you got left? It's very simple if you want to do that. Allow Jesus to be your Lord and put him first. Live every moment for him by seeking first his kingdom, setting the priority, by living righteously, seeking personal purity. If you do those things, he said all these things will be added to you. He's telling you that you will see promised prosperity. But none of that's gonna happen, y'all, unless you put him first above everything else. So prioritize the things of the Lord properly, y'all, so that 
your will is his will. And when you always consider doing his will above anything else, you will have succeeded in achieving trying to keep first things first. Amen. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. Season four is underway, baby. Don't forget, please subscribe on these platforms. Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and the iTunes Store, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and BMC Radio and BMC Radio On Demand. Wherever you listen, please subscribe so that you can follow us when new episodes drop. You'll get them immediately. Also, don't forget, you can find us on the web at benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on now and learn more about our giving partnerships and how you can be the church without the need for any building. And please don't forget, tune in to BFTV where we're changing the face of Christian television. Just go to BF, uh, just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV. And remember to check out TNT Night this Friday and the world television premiere of Homewrecker, the faith-based film. And lastly, don't forget to log on this and every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church, create a screen nickname and chat along with us and worship with us. Amen. Listen, we'll catch y'all next time. God bless. Holla.